player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording. April 17th. 2023 you will be listening to this maybe perhaps april 19th 2023 it is the sixth podcast of the year with your hosts snap wilson that's me robococo mj tolliver it is that time of year again where we're going to tell you who the best players of 2023 are. Uh, we're not going to do it in one episode this time because I think I will be murdered in my sleep if that ever happens again. So part one of the top 25 players, we're going to hit uh, number 25 up to number 13. Then we'll do the top 12 next episode. That's the plan anyway. I do want to uh, mention that our lovely intro of us insulting each other Almost every clip is taken from this episode last year. <laughs> I am aware of that. <laughs> I'm totally aware of that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This For the was new listeners one. that weren't around. To yeah, watch, you can go back listen and listen. to the two and a half hour episode we <laughs> I recommend to put out. To that in installments. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that episode is why Snap now always says... It'll come out on Wednesday, or maybe not, because maybe not. Perhaps the editing I, I had to do of the you never know. two-hour episode could be meteors. We just I can't. I don't know the future, so that's just that's basically it. Um, uh, just a bit of news: uh, the Euro League was won by Fenerbahce, which is is basically the new new Katarina Berg. It has Brianna Stewart and Emma Miesemann and Courtney Vandersloot and Satu Sabali and Kia Stokes and Kayla McBride. And I'm probably missing some people. Uh, Olina Iagopova. Iagopova. Yeah, basically everybody who was on Ekaterina Berg, uh, just because Russia is not being very nice right now, decided to go to Turkey and they won the Euro League on Fenerbahce. So congrats to them and all of the teams out there. Emma Miesemann won the EuroLeague MVP. That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, we're waiting for all these people to come home now. It's great. Uh, Chelsea Gray uh, played, uh, they played uh, her team. Uh, Merson, I think is the name of it in the finals. That team has a couple of players we're going to be discussing over the next couple of weeks. Uh, one of them being Chelsea Gray. And um, uh, one, one of them being our number 25 player, which we will get to in just a moment so yeah that's fitting it is very fitting right what a segue yeah <laughs> right all right uh coming in at number 25 um yeah i'm not even going to get get into the the honorable mentions here we had a lot of honorable mentions uh but we all we all together voted in our top 25 we voted for 29 players total so there was there was pretty much a co- pretty good consensus uh, as to as to who could who could who could be in this, uh, I found it very difficult. Uh, past, geez, I even want to say number nine. Like I struggled all the way through, and I had to do a lot of jostling back and forth and figuring out who I thought belonged where and considering this and that and the other and so on and so forth. It was rough. So I'm not going to get on. Uh, you know, 
I'm not going to, there, there will not be as much anger, <laughs> faux anger as there was last time. But um, yeah. So uh, number 25, uh, Chelsea Gray's teammate on, on Merson is one Tiffany Hayes. The Connecticut Sun, newly of the Connecticut Sun, was was been with uh, the Atlanta Dream for uh, almost all of her career. Uh, I don't think that anybody would disagree. If Tiffany Hayes is is healthy and playing, she's one of the twenty five best WNBA players. I don't think so. I mean, like, uh, just it's it's really hard to say that she isn't. She's excellent when she's on the court. Uh, she has, uh, over the past two seasons, she's scored 20.6 points per 75. That's 16th among all players with a 590 true shooting percentage. That's 15th. Uh, she gets to the line. She is combining the last uh, two seasons, which are 32 games total. She has generated over a point per possession uh, while she's been on the floor. Um Nearly a point per possession in pick and roll, which is really, really good. And that includes passes. Uh, she is a, uh, a really good uh, spot-up shooter. Uh, not so much from three. I think it's it's uh, pretty average. I think around 34%. But in general, in, in mid-range uh, and, and so on, she makes up for that. And then in transition, she's an absolute demon. She just attacks, attacks, attacks the rim. Um, she is, uh, what is it? 4.9 free throw attempts uh, uh, per 75 possessions. That's 18th in the league. She is an impact defender. Um, oh, 45% of her shots were at the rim. She's a very, very impact defender. She generates turnovers. Um, and then just more, in, you know, more importantly, closer to, to her projections for 2023, there's a couple of things that are looking in her favor. Number one, she's been out of her mind, absolutely out of her mind overseas. If you were worried about her being healthy, uh, she's been great. She was not great in that final game against Fenerbahce where she went like one for 14. I haven't watched it yet to see what was going on or who they put on her. In the game, the semifinal, she did appear to hurt her toe. And I don't know, maybe that's still affecting or her or not. Uh, she has had a series of foot-related injuries, lower body-related injuries that have caused her to miss games. And of course, uh, she's, yeah, she's um, 33 years old. And that attacking style, that, uh, balls to the wall, get to the rim, you know, style, uh, as efficient as it is and as great as it is, it comes with some risk. I think that's the potential downside. Uh, I think if she plays, she'll be great. If she, if she doesn't, then she, she won't have much impact. Uh, we may get to see her for the, in the playoffs, you know, for the first time in forever, We'd like to see a, a, you know, um, a prime or somebody, you know, since she's become really good because she kind of had like a, a late a career renaissance where all of a sudden she really, really jumped, but she hasn't made the playoffs since 2018. So the, now's a good opportunity with the Connecticut sun. And we can, we can see what she does as an offensive threat in the playoffs. Uh, Becky, give me your thoughts, Tiffany Hayes. Yeah, I think I had her as an honorable mention. She didn't quite make the list and it's kind of for the, for really the reason you discussed, which is if you combine all of her past recent seasons, it's a really, really good season, but she has not been able to play a full season (laughs) in a little while. Um, And that starts to make you nervous. Um, 
as they get. Yeah, oh this was God. all MJ. Or MJ she's was, up over yeah. 30, you know. Yeah. Body just starts falling apart, right? As we know, um, might as well die already. So um, <laughs> I <laughs> said some sarcasm there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the only thing that was holding her back. I'm really excited to see her in Connecticut, just in an entirely different system, just somewhere else and see what she can do. But it was a little, she was one that was, it's just hard to judge her exactly because we haven't really seen her fully. And like I've admitted before, I don't watch a lot of the overseas play. So right. I'm glad to hear she is killing it over there or or was. Uh, uh, we'll see her. Yeah, her presence here on that she made the list at all was all due to MJ, uh, who had her at 22nd. I had her as my very first drop off of off of the list. She finished 26th for me, so she was the first honorable mention. Uh, and I thought she would make it, and then I, I started kind of just adding up numbers and going, oh, wow, there are a lot of really good players. There are a lot of good players in the league. It's like the depth is, is crazy. We're not even counting Emma and Skyler, uh, who are not expected to play this year. Yeah, and it's just uh, even even without that, it's uh, it, the it always constantly surprises me how low certain players rank, and I think they're really really good players. But it's just it's hard to crack a top twenty five in this league. It's rough. But MJ, you had her the highest rank at twenty uh, second, and I don't hate her on this list. I think I think it's definitely defensible. Uh, but tell us how you feel about Tiffany Hayes. Uh, pretty much the same as what Becky said. Um... Uh, what she say? Just go ahead and die already. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as she's healthy, she's she's really good. So that's why when you hit me up, you like, um, did you forget? <laughs> and I'm glad you were watching me work. Well, you list. didn't forget Tiffany Hayes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I forgot somebody else. We'll get to her, but um, yeah, I had to I had to uh, plug her in right there because. If she's coming into this season healthy, then I assume that she will uh, perform very well. So especially it's, it's much more room over there in Connecticut now, too. So she should have the ability to, you know, really show out with uh, John Quayle going and things shuffling around over there. I think they'll play more of a, a perimeter game and it may be to her advantage as well. Maybe she I, I think she'll give a, a list of some relief. I really like her fit on this team. Yeah, me too. Uh, they, they don't have they they haven't had a perimeter uh, scoring threat like her with all due apologies to Courtney Williams, somebody who can put pressure on the rim and uh, who is pretty decent at, at pick and roll, even if she's looking mostly for her own shot out of that. But she will she'll create a lot of space. She'll, you'll have to they'll they'll have to devote some de- uh, defensive attention to her out there. So. All right, moving on uh, to number 24 with seven points. Uh, I had her at 22. Um, Becky had this player as an honorable mention, and uh, MJ, you had her at 23. It is Ryan Howard of the Atlanta Dream. This is this feels kind of low to me, but I, yeah. I get it a little bit. Uh, there are some... There are some things to if you look at her her rookie season uh pretty good in the scoring department uh and uh very very good defensively uh i think i i'm trying to think of wings that offer honest to god rim protection i can only come up with two and that is Brittany sykes and ryan howard 
uh, in her first season was just uh, really incredible on that end. And I think that she is going to be like one of the, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she was a perennial uh, all defense uh, type of player. Did you, uh, she, did you see how high I had her initially? I did not. I had her high. Like, you had her really was, high. <laughs> she was like, I had her top 15 high. And then oh, okay. I was, then well, I was if you're like, an optimist, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But then I, I started knocking her down. Just be, I put a lot of players ahead of other players just out of respect. Because well, that's what they, happened to me too. I, there, there are players yeah. who I like. I look at where I ranked them, and I'm like that low. And then I just look above, and I'm like, yeah, that that low. There's there's a lot of really good players. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, she uh, has a uh, jump shot was also very very strong. Uh, she scored uh, 1.035 points per possession on spot ups at 72nd percentile. Um, just just really really good catch and shoot uh, a shooter. That was her primary offensive strength. And as a catch-and-shoot shooter, she didn't turn over the ball a whole lot. The overall efficiency, not great. Uh, she was sub-500 true shooting percentage. Um, the overall offense was uh, 0.882 points per possession. That's only 55th percentile. Uh, very good transition player. 20% of her uh, possessions were in transition. And Atlanta is a very, very likes to run uh, more than anybody else. They like to get out and run and get transition buckets. Um, but yeah, the the weaknesses, I would say, were when she had to put the ball on the floor. For a wing that's athletic as her, she got hardly any pick and roll opportunities. And I, it, I just don't think that it's something that she's comfortable with. Certainly not yet. Uh, the same thing when uh, even off ball, like like those you know handoffs off screen cuts type of thing. If you're if you're expected to put the ball on the floor and handle it off ball, um, that was something that she just didn't do. So a lot of it, a lot of her possessions were just either spot up or they were transition buckets, just getting from one end to the other. Uh, so if she's going to improve anywhere, that would be it. It would be the ball handling, putting it on the floor. Uh, she's played great. She was in that Turkish uh, final four with um, Marina Mabry. And they had an incredible bronze medal game. Uh, and she, my understanding is she's been playing really well overseas. So, um, yeah, uh, there's. I think that she can develop in a number of ways. She, with when you have that level of athleticism and that level of touch, there's a lot of ways you can go. Uh, what dissuaded you from ranking, from putting her in the top twenty-five, Becky? Oh. <laughs> Is just the players in above her, really. Okay. I mean, I I think I was I was cognizant of her. She started off the season last season really hot, really well, yeah. And then things kind of slowed down a little bit from the efficiency perspective. She started getting you know more defensive attention, uh, mm. and the numbers went down a bit. The efficiency went down, and so. I don't know. She just my honorable mentions, by the way, were not in any really or any order, but she just dropped off the list in favor of okay. some other players. Though I did see an amazing uh, a Euroleague thing I did pay attention to was a clip of Marina Mabry absolutely screaming at the ref and <laughs> to like forcibly <laughs> grab her and move her away. Oh, <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Great teammate. So that's a that's a 
uh, that's it. Yeah. Her column. Um, yeah. So Ryan Howard, uh, it just, it, this feels low to me just because of the, the amount of potential involved. But then again, I only had a rank 22nd. That's only two spots higher. So just, it's, it's a tough group to crack. Uh, moving on to number 23. And this was, uh, Becky, you had her, this player ranked a lot higher than, than I was considering. So I'm looking forward to your, to your thoughts. Ezzy Magbagor, uh, 18th. And I'm going to spoil something here. You had her ranked ahead of Jewel Lloyd. Do you think that Ezzy Magbagor is going to have a better 2023 than Jewel Lloyd? Well, maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so I looked into. You gave us a whole gave, bunch more uh, stats uh, than we normally so have, much data, <laughs> which like I couldn't dive in for every player. You know, when I get it a few days ahead of time, but I did notice number seventeen in points per possession, mm -hmm. um, and so it's just eighteenth on this list. She's also a very good defender. Um, my working of the numbers put her as the best pick and roll roller in the league. She she absolutely was the best pick and roll nice. roller in the league. You're correct, right? So yeah. I don't know. She's knocks out of the park in one category. She's a solid point. Like she gets her offense. She's been getting better every year. I think this could be a big as a year. Very true. Why not? Why not? Um, I had her as an honorable mention, and. The main reason was well. First of all, let's let's go over the the strengths. Uh, she was considered being considered as a de defensive player of the year candidate before the Tina Charles trade decided to gobble up her minutes. Um, a very very efficient player, as we kind of talked about, eighty uh, ninth percentile in points for possession, best pick and roller in the league. Uh, the only two who ranked ahead of her were like Natasha Cloud and Megan Gustafson, um, who had. Uh, 10, at least 10 attempts, but they were both really limited in that. Uh, tremendous offensive rebounder, tremendous shot blocker. Yeah, like really one of the better, best post defenders, uh, I will give you that. The obvious negative is uh, just a limited offensive player um, that relies on other players to generate offense for her when your like, top plays are things like cuts, pick and rolls. Uh, you gotta you, That is can be very very context dependent it's like all credit to her definitely is that she did exceptionally well there um uh, but it the times they are a change in as we say there is no more sue bird and i don't know who she's going to be playing next to this season it seems like it might be Teresa plaisance that's a big big shift from brianna stewart and all of the attention that that she uh she provides so the pick and roll environment is is going to be a lot different we'll see that how that affects her game um beyond that uh not a, uh the the other big negative is the outside shot um she is just it's pretty much all uh, everything that she does is at the rim and she took a few more threes this year uh and she made a decent amount of them but she is obviously not very confident in her outside shot she just doesn't take it a whole lot um and beyond that is personal fouls uh it used to be worse she used to be up over five uh personal fouls per 36 minutes uh she got she dropped that number a bit to like 4.2 so it was good that that went down it was good that that went down as her minutes went up like she was able to handle an increase 
I think I'd probably have a different opinion of her if we got to see her play big minutes over the full season. If that Tina Charles trade didn't happen and we could see if she could have sustained it. Um, mostly it's the context. It's, it's the, the team was, was really good uh, for what she was doing. And now it's not. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of, that is the only thing that, that um, drops me in her, uh, in my opinion, drops her in my opinion. Uh, but I still, you know, belabored it. And I almost put her like at 23. doesn't really change. I think she, she fits fine uh, where she is currently on this list. Uh, MJ, how you feel about Ezzy? Um, well, I bumped her up <laughs> Tem- temporarily. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you made sure that <laughs> that my list was set. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but no, I I bumped her up because of like what you said. Uh, Sue Bird is gone. Brianna is gone, and uh, the season before last, her shooting efficiency was a little higher. I'm not sure exactly what the volume was. I know she started less games, but yeah. she played more minutes last this last season, probably yeah. before Tina Charles came. Um, and um, you know, but she's maintained efficiency at the rim. So I feel like now the floor may be, or or not even that the floor may be more open. That's that's let me not say that. Um, she will be featured more because you know of the departures and the retirement. So I anticipate that uh, her stock will rise because of it. Because somebody's got to pick up the slack, and I think she's going to be the one that can potentially do it. Like you guys were talking about the pick and roll, so it may be time for a Jewel Ezzy kind of system there. Yeah, you know, like a like a pick and roll featuring those two. And and then they go from there. But I just think that she'll be featured more, you know, depending on what happens between now and training camp and who they sign or try to, you know, plug in and think that they need to put in front of her. But or, or you know, to back her up, whatever. But I just think that is her time. It's like, you know, she's waited her time. They have had the Tina Charles thing and um, uh, Brianna was there and whatnot. So now it's time for somebody to step up and who who better? And my phone's ringing. <laughs> but who better? <laughs> Who better? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, big changes. I hope she has a really great season. That would that would really show a lot if she's able to maintain her efficiency uh, with all the changes going around. All right. Uh, moving on up the dial here to the list. Number 22 is Aaliyah Boston. Uh I had her ranked 23rd. Robococo, you had her ranked 22nd. And MJ had her ranked 21st. Uh, my whole notes for Aaliyah Boston are... Uh, I'm just going to read this scouting report that was done by M. Adler. Uh, first of all, she's 6'5", but her wingspan is six foot nine and a half. Uh, rare... Is it a player that has both an elite floor and Hall of Fame ceiling? But that's Aaliyah Boston. may seem strange to say that a player who's ranked in the 99th percentile in scoring efficiency three of the past four years is at her best defensively, but that's exactly who Boston is. She's an excellent horizontal athlete with excellent core flexibility and acceleration and very good lateral quickness. Her rim protection and overall help defense are elite, from absurdly perfect positioning to constantly looking for opportunities to help teammates. She may be the best perfect drop big, effortlessly processing multiple off-ball actions 
around her while still managing her positioning against handlers and rollers. And she defends drives from the perimeter pretty well for a center. As previously hinted, Boston is far from an offensive slouch. No defender has been able to even slow her from getting what she wants, thanks to an essentially perfect collection of post tools. Excellent patience, an extremely active adjustment of her moves to adapt to defensive tendencies, elite footwork, great fluidity out of the triple threat, and excellent all-around finishing. She's a great elbow hub as well, having shot 47.9% on long paint twos over the past two years, plus very good handoff screening and good high-low passing. Did I mention her unstoppable motor? The list of things Boston isn't great at is not as long, but they're worth noting. On both ends, she's a surprisingly limited vertical athlete. Defensively, she's not someone you feel good about switching with. She's mediocre hedging as she sticks to handlers too long and leaves pops or rolls open, and her footwork on closeouts is a bit too heavy, which makes it difficult for her to do anything but run spot at players off the line. Offensively, Boston can struggle on occasion with blindside doubles, has a bad three-point shot that hasn't improved over time, and has unspectacular bursts, which make her a poor driver. Her bag is also merely okay, in part thanks to a stiff dribble and a habit finishing with both hands laying it up. Boston is also a plus-plus rebounder, aggressive on the boards with extraordinary strong hands. M writes that that uh, Aliyah is going to be a perennial defensive player of the year candidate, and the, the floor is still all-star, <laughs> like a perennial all-star. Aaliyah Boston is going to be really good. Uh, and the only question is, how soon is she going to get started? Uh, this The write-up Immediately. Of, of all of the strengths <laughs> makes me think, damn, this is way too low. But you never know. Rookie, rookie players, there's an adjustment, and so on and so forth. But yeah, holy cow. Uh, Aaliyah Boston is going to be great uh, at some point. And... I could not leave her out of the top 25. I just I just had a feeling that this is going to be like somebody like Asia, somebody like Fee, who is just going to be great from the get-go and is probably going to impact the fever well beyond what we're expecting. I'm expecting a, a surge of 15-plus wins. 15 at minimum. Could be. Potentially twenty. Potentially twenty. We we we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that in like I think three three or four weeks something like that. Right after the we get through the top twenty five players, I I I personally believe that she's going to surprise us. It may be like I I don't want to go as far as saying she's gonna have Candace impact. Yeah, that's that's a that's a uh, that's really a bit really much, yeah. but. Because she might not, you know, she doesn't have the offensive tools, but I just really think she's going to impact this team. I mean, five wins, what they'll probably get five wins within the first 10 with her on the team. So, and in their other additions. So, um, I also, where did I have her? I had her. I get her 21st. Yeah. I, I wanted her higher too, actually. And, I had to pay some respect to people because she's a rookie and she mm-hmm. hasn't proven anything yet in the WNBA and blah, blah, blah. But I think she's going to be instantly a hit. And the writer of that article is her as what being a defensive player of the year in year one. Uh, yeah. I'm referenced her as being player of the year in year one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I fully agree with that because uh, not in year one, but uh, eventually, yes. I'm, and I, I'm not I, sure I think so. Not, oh, that's that's really <laughs> tough. That's really tough. I'm probably a little biased too. 
we'll see. <laughs> I'm, we'll see. I'm but yeah, I think that I think that uh, Aaliyah's impact is is going to be just like I think we're we're all going to be very very surprised at the extent of it. Uh, Becky, what do you think about Aaliyah Boston? I mean, obviously, just like M, I have written down great elbow hub. <laughs> heavy closeout footwork, better horizontal than vertical. Obviously, yeah. We all know. That. Sorry, I, I, I should have let you read your notes first. <laughs> no, I feel like she summed it up like, "Well, that was a great article." Yeah, it was um, fantastic scouting report. So yeah, I had her at, at twenty-two, which was the perfect medium between you two. Um, <laughs> and it's only because you know we haven't seen her yet, so we it's. Mm -hmm. It's hard to judge, but there's doesn't appear to be anything stopping her from being an instant impact player mm -hmm. in this league. Uh, my my only regret with Aaliyah Boston is is that she are she appears to already be like super polished in terms of how she presents herself. I like the messy players. She's not going to be a messy player, I don't think. Nah. No. Yeah. no. Doubtful. she's just super smiley like yeah it's just like mm -hmm. she's gonna be a an azari stevens sort of player just she like a, a very wholesome impact on the court she her demeanor reminds me of of press conference serena williams is how i would describe it mm. is that yeah she, very she sweet puts a lot of yeah she puts a lot of thought into what she's saying and and yeah she's very very just generally congenial and sweet and you know she's not gonna like uh She's not. She's not going to tell the the vice the 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 first lady that uh, her invite to the White House was a joke. <laughs> doesn't seem the kind of like the kind of person to do that. Both equally valid approaches it. Approaches, yeah. So I don't. Really looking forward to you in the WNBA, Angel. If you're out there. <laughs> if she wants to go, she making so much um, money in college. <laughs> she's got to come at some point. I think, right? Yeah. Okay. Moving on up to number twenty-one. A lot of people are going to find that uh, uh, this player. They're going to think it's too low. I don't think it's too low. I think it's it's pretty much close to. It's exactly where I had her. It's too uh, high. It, <laughs> it might be. No, let me stop. Uh, uh, no, uh, I had her at twenty-one. This is exactly where she finished. Uh, and uh, Becky, you had her at twenty, and uh, MJ, MJ with the most history. All the way down to 24. It is Arike Agunbowale. Uh, Arike's negatives are are probably overreported. Yeah, from I would too. say. Yeah, um, I think I think a little bit is too much is is kind of made of it. There are issues with shot selection, the way you know, and the way that she fits in with teammates, but. If you think about what her strengths are, it kind of ties in to the thing that she is good at. The thing that she is good at is zipping down the court and trying to beat the defense and trying to score. She is the number one transition player uh, in terms of amount of transition in the league. Uh, something like, I think it is like six possession six transition uh no okay it's 4.7 transition possessions per game that is the most out of anybody by almost a full possession per game uh because of that she her her percentage of transition opportunities are 
uh, incredibly high. Just uh, like I think it's like almost a quarter of her possessions, which is really just like bonkers to think about. Like only 75 of your possessions come in the half court. That's nuts. Um, and that helps her efficiency. Uh, people say that she's inefficient. And if you look at her true shooting, it's uh, over the last two years, it's only 519. That's low. But if you look at her points for possession, they're okay. Uh, she was um, 69th percentile in overall. Uh, oh, no, 75th percentile in overall points for possession. And part of that is that transition game. Uh, part of that is that she is actually a really good shooter. Uh, she just takes too much of her shots uh, off the dribble and usually well guarded. It's the kind of shots that she takes that uh, lower her efficiency. But her spot up game, uh, when she gets her feet set, she is she's really up there. 1.016 points per possession on spot ups. That's a 69th percentile. Uh, pick and roll ball handling, including passes, better than you think it would be. Uh, 61st percentile. She draws fouls. She's an 83% free throw shooter, 35.5% uh, three-point shooter. And again, it's like, that's amazing that it's even that high given the type of shots that she takes. Rarely turns it over. All of that leads to decent offensive positioning. Uh, the weaknesses, um, pretty obvious uh, that she takes too many dribble jumpers. She doesn't get as many shots at the rim as you would think for a transition player. Only 11% of her shots come at the rim. And she's not really good at finishing at the rim. And I think that's a size and strength issue as is that when she gets into that traffic, she gets bumped off of her, her lane pretty easily. Um, not really a value added passer. I would say it's just not her, her, her real strength. Uh, doesn't rebound at all. <laughs> Does not defend <laughs> at all. Despite her <laughs> athleticism, uh, maybe the worst defender in the league, not named Diana Taurasi is the note that I had. And that kind of makes me think, all right, yeah, this is this is a good, high-volume, decent efi efficiency offensive player who contributes, like, almost nothing else. All of her strength is, is in that very thing. And that makes it hard to fit into a team because you, you need to have her help out in other ways. You need to have her be part of a team. Uh, really, really, this is like the Latrice Trammell. I keep, I keep looking at this Dallas team. And I think the way forward for them, uh, a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, for for when we talk about teams, but the way forward for them, I think, is they have to be good on defense. And that's that's her strength as a coach, is my understanding. And they have the talent, right? You can see, like, you know, Tier is currently not what you would call a great defender. She just not made the top 25, by the way. So we're not going to be talking about her. Um, but she's tall. You can use, she has tools. Uh, Arike is a really good athlete. She has tools. You could imagine her being a good defender. There's nothing I don't physically, I think, that prevents that. And I think that is, like, is she going to buy in is the question. If if Latricia is like, we need to play defense. Everybody needs to focus. This is what we need to do. Is Arike going to buy in is the question. Uh, give us your thoughts, MJ. Oh, me first. Yep, that's right. <laughs> What's up, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to say anything bad because, like you said, it's overreported. You don't have to say bad. I think she's a good player. She's on the list for a reason. And I'm often going in. I'll just say if Dallas is smart, they will tell her to be driving kick 
and also get hers how she does, but surround her with shooters, rebounders, and maybe another slasher or two Which instead of instead is, of all of it's the, not there currently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have a lot of trees there, so how she can't even really. Yeah, she won't be able to operate much depending on what they, uh, how they uh, set up their rotation. So I just think that they don't really. Uh, <clears throat> they haven't built a roster that actually plays to her strengths either. Mm-hmm. And letting uh, letting Marina Mabry go was. I mean, I don't know if that's that was the right thing to do, uh, letting Alicia get away. And I know everybody had their issues with the coaches and the organization and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if they're moving forward in order to harness her true level, they need to surround her with what I mentioned. Just shooters, yeah. another slasher that can get to the rim like her, like a, maybe try to find another. Uh, we haven't seen her really be a driving kick player, though. I mean, I, I can't. I, I just don't see and, that. And that's what from her. somebody needs to tell her that like, okay, yeah, yeah. you're, you're very good, uh, like driving and also in transition and then surround her with somebody where she can put the pressure on the rim, bring the defense with her and then kick out, you know, I think that will be the best thing for her. Cause then if, especially if you get respectable shooters around her that they have to, they have to stick to them that leaves the floor open for her to be able to operate and be efficient. So Dallas, yes, this is, this is Michael speaking. <laughs> Please. Stop. Are you there Dallas? It's me. Yeah, are, Michael. You, are you there? Are you here? I'm knocking. Um, Wake up and you're, you, you have a clear uh, best player now. I don't know how um, Satu is going to fit into all of this and all of the other uh trees that you have but please surround Enrique with what she needs or just let her go like everyone else and just continue being the developmental grounds for players that will become uh, great for other teams just continue that trend but Enrique looks like she's she's the franchise so just do it please so we can stop uh, because that's why I have her low mm-hmm. that's why I had her so low and, and I mean we're just going to see her be offensive. Like you said, she hasn't been playing any defense. And then you compared it to Diana Tarasco. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. Well, that's what do you, that's who I would compare her to. I mean, <laughs> right. So that means this, she needs to step up on that side of the floor. But let me, I'm ram, I'm going to get into ramble mode. So let's, let's let Becky go. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Becky, I remember when we did the, the, the positional stuff, you were a bit higher on Enrique, but you still had her down here at 20th. Did, did something change your opinion? Or was it the team or what might happen? You know, I was thinking of cross-referencing my positions list to this list to make sure I was being consistent at all. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're yeah. going to go with how I'm feeling Things today. have changed. <laughs> <laughs> it is true that I thought I was kind of low on Arike and then I started mm-hmm. podcasting with you two. And I'm like, suddenly I'm the Arike defender. <laughs> like, listen, she's really good. She scores a lot. <laughs> hey, guys. Really right. Uh but I, I agree. I um, continue to be hopeful just for everyone at the Dallas Wings that maybe a new coaching staff, new system will get things going. Enrique has so much talent. I think mm-hmm. she does not have to be a, a minus defender. I think if she put in more effort and was pushed more on it, she could be 
a better defender. I think if she was pushed more on shot selection, she could be a more efficient scorer. And I hope that happens for her. And she still is. You could talk about her efficiency. You could talk about all of this. If the game's tied and it's late in the game, you are terrified of that woman. That's true. And you can't lie to me about that. I know. No, definitely not. It scares the crap out of me, uh, especially when you when she's going to like take a contested three. I'm like, ah, those always go in. I hate it. <laughs> you know, Seattle has some uh, <laughs> has some uh, PTSD from from Arike. <laughs> I think she hit two two game winners against them in one year, if I remember correctly. All right, moving on up uh, up to number twenty. Uh, the the wing I got mad at everybody last year about, um, but. Uh, why does my thing keep disappearing here? Here we go. Um, it turns out that uh, I had her at 18, so it wasn't too far off. Uh, Becky had her down at 23. Who hiss? Uh, and what did you... Oh, um, MJ. MJ uh, saved it. Had her all the way up at 17. Well, she finished at number 20. Uh, this is, for my money... This is the one or two most underrated player. I guess. I guess uh, the player we're going to discuss is the player that I would consider the most underrated. But it's Ariel Atkins. I think people sleep on Ariel Atkins a lot. Uh, Ariel Atkins is a very good scorer. I don't think she gets enough credit for for her offensive abilities. She is. 22nd in points per 75 over the past two seasons, 19.6 points per 75. That's really good scoring. Like if you're, if we're doing a top 25, then scoring is not the reason to keep her out. Um, she is uh, a great three point shooter, three 36.7% three point on five attempts per game over her career. Um, she is one of the best wing defenders in the game. Uh, I think um, I'd put her like just right behind, uh, the Brittany Sykes, Gabby Williams combo as among wing defenders. She generates turnovers. She is 14th in steals per 75 possessions. Uh, she can actually run a little bit of pick and roll. Um, she is a uh, 60th percentile in that and has been generally been pretty decent. Uh, 80th percentile in her spot up shooting. Her, sh her shot is obviously great. That has made her incredibly efficient, especially this year where she was over a point per possession, which is really, really good. 1.014 points per possession. Um, Ariel Atkins is really, really good. Uh, she just kind of does the job. The It's three and D plus a little ball handling is what I would call it. Uh, and she does that really, really well. Um, the only areas I think that if I were looking at negatives, uh, it is just basically could be more. Uh, she could have that explosive bounce that allows her to get shots at the rim, that kind of thing, uh, attacking closeouts and and making teams pay. Just doesn't seem to have the ball handling for that to to navigate in traffic and get those shots. Uh, also surprised me that she's like only 26 years old. I don't know why I, I, I think that she's older. She's really, really young. Uh, and and she's just, she's freaking great. She's Ariel Atkins. Uh, like I said, I think... I think she's the she's the second most underrated WNBA player right now, and we will we will talk about the first in a couple of. She's players. steady. That's that's why you have that per, uh, perspective. Yeah, she's really steady. Her her plus minus is just kind of indicative of the kind of impact that she has. 
Um, there was like, uh, I think, and Becky made a good point uh, that, you know, uh, didn't move the needle when in the bad, the bad wobble season, but the wobble season was also like that, that Washington team was dead on their feet for 75% of it. So I don't really, you know, I put a lot of stock in that so much. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there are kind of limits, right? She's a wing and the wings just tend to generally not have as much value as the, as the ball handlers and the bigs, but for what she does, I think she's great. Uh, I like her, uh, a lot more than some of these, no, the, the non-defense ball handlers that we have around. Um, she, she just contributes. She does everything that you would want her to do. And I think if you're missing it and you have an average player, uh, sitting at that spot, then, uh, then you really, then you really do miss what she she provides. Uh, but go ahead, MJ. What do you think about Ariel Atkins? I'm interested in knowing who this number one underrated player is. But oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's underrated too. Um, I I think it's more of just having EDD on the team because if you if EDD went out and they like set the offense up around her, it could mm-hmm. really you know she can I think she could carry the offense. So I don't know. I think maybe her numbers are a little bit uh, suppressed in a sense. Oh, from like a point per game standpoint, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like just because she, like we said, she's steady. She does what she needs to do. It's not like she's coming out there, like shooting volume and whatnot. She's uh, being more efficient instead of being more volume and fitting in. She's a team player Mm -hmm. and she just does what she needs to do when she needs to do it. But you the way you just spoke about her makes me wish that she had her own team just to see it <laughs> but because <laughs> i feel like she's under well if you're team. like the number 20 the 20th best player in a 12 team league then yeah you're still you're, you're not destined to be the best player on the team that's fair right. that's okay uh a good number two on on a really good team is still a very very good player in this league yeah yeah. So I don't know. I'm. Uh, I want to see what's gonna happen. Now, you got me kind of excited to watch her now, like <laughs> the way you broke it down. Because <laughs> really I felt- pay attention to her is. Uh, yeah. I think that I think that if if you follow her throughout the game, uh, it, I think it's a bit more especially on defense. Yeah, uh, she's a really really outstanding defender. Uh, Becky, how you feel about Alicia? Or sorry, uh, uh, about uh, Ariel Ariel Atkins. Yeah, well, I guess um, I have my pajamas on because I'm one of those people that's been sleeping. Sleeping. On, sleeping on Ariel Atkins. <laughs> I hope those pajamas are comfy. I hope they're comfortable. <laughs> that heated blanket. <laughs> got a candle on. Got a whole. Got a whole. Got a n- going. nice Dang. little fuzzy nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of always put Ariel Atkins on these lists now because of how much you yelled at him before. <laughs> um, Bullying works, everybody. He, he made sure. It really know. does. Yeah. I, I now fear snap when I talk about um, <laughs> Ariel Atkins. Because, yeah, she's a very, very solid player. And I think um, because she doesn't have quite the standout flashy skills that kind of like jump out at you when you watch mm-hmm. um maybe that's what makes me undervalue her uh, yeah i think that's the, that's the general perception is that she just it, it's so small and solid and smooth and not like explosive that that play people just like that ah, yeah really atkins good player but they've you know if you're this good if you're this efficient and you don't really have any weaknesses then that's really really great 
speaking of underrated, we're going to get to two players who I think generally are underrated, both of these players. Uh, but we're smart. So we put them in our top 25 list. Uh, number 19 coming up. I had her at number 20. Um, Becky, you had her at 17. And uh, MJ, you also had her at number 20. It is Kelsey Mitchell, the Indiana Fever. Uh, she is one of the league's premier scoring, scoring guards. She is 13th in points per possession. 554 true shooting percentage. That's pretty damn solid. Uh, 75th percentile in in uh, overall offense. Uh, nearly 20% of her possessions, 19.2% came in transition. That's really good. Career 36.6 uh, three-point percentage on the 6.2 threes a game over her career. That's really good. Uh, 31% of her shots came at the rim. Th that kind of surprised me uh, to know it was that high. Outstanding for, for a guard. Uh, shooting 1.27 points per shot on catch-and-shoot jumpers this year. Her shot is wet. Um, the negatives. Uh, Rut row. Well, <laughs> okay. A little more in common with uh, Arike than maybe we would like. Uh, just not really a great rebounder or defender. There's there's oh. a little Spider-Man pointing at each other thing they got going on. <laughs> um, she's not a really good pick and roll player. She's very average uh, doing doing pick and roll ball handling. Uh, it's like 46th percentile, and I think last year it was like around the same, around 50 or so. So for for somebody who is an elite scoring guard, uh, you're not not getting her points that way is is just kind of interesting uh, i think she is much much better off ball than she is on ball uh she was uncharacteristically had poor finishing in transition and at the rim this year but you'd think that would improve it, it has been better in years past so i would expect her efficiency to jump uh p potentially a little bit more and then we look at the team context she's getting a tremendous big in Aliyah boston uh Unfortunately, Nalissa Smith didn't make our our list because I think that she is headed for some hellacious improvement. I had her at 25th uh, on on my chart. I'm I'm really looking forward to Alyssa uh, Nalissa this year. And then we have uh, a bit of a change in point guard. Uh, Erica Berger. Well, Erica Wheeler for Danielle oh. Robinson. Danielle Robinson out. Uh, Erica Wheeler in. Erica Wheeler is much more of a pick and roll. Does does it more fully than Danielle Robinson did, so that might take some of those possessions away from Kelsey Mitchell in that regard and allow her to play more off ball. And then now we're talking about Grace Berger, uh, the addition of Grace Berger, uh, who is I think more of a ball handler, pick and roll type player, um, as opposed to Destiny Henderson, who who I think is more of a shooter in that regard. Uh, that seemed to be the case to me when they were playing, when Kelsey and and Destiny would play, that Kelsey would seem to do a lot of the ball handling. If Grace Berger eats some, up some of those minutes, I think she's going to be doing quite a bit of the ball handling. And that may that may free up Kelsey Mitchell. So, yeah, that's basically it. Is is Kelsey is just, she has some, some real weaknesses, but she is one of the premier scoring guards in this league, and she's very, very good efficient you know offensively uh and uh she's very efficient and i if if i were to compare the two of them last year arike or their over their history you can make a good case that arike 
should probably rank ahead of her. Um, just, uh, I think Arike has been more efficient, uh, over their history, but I have, I think that Kelsey has, I feel better about her getting better is how I would, I would describe that. Uh, I would need to see Arike change before I believe that she could change, but I think Kelsey Mitchell has the ability to adopt. She's like a bit more judicious, I think, than Arike is. And that's why I put her ahead. I only put her ahead by one spot. But I put her ahead of Arike on my list, and you guys did too, or uh, one of you did, <laughs> or no, both, all of us did, I think, right? Something, um, yeah. Let me see. Let me look. Uh, no, no I, yeah, you, we all did. Okay, so yeah, Kelsey Mitchell, um, Becky, tell us what you think. Yeah, I mean, you put out, you know, explained why she's been such an underrated player, and part of what I took into account on these lists that is a little hard to take into account because we still don't even have final rosters, but she's been on an absolutely terrible team. Correct. Career. Um, And putting up these great numbers, but not getting the attention because when your team's only winning five games in a season, no one's going to, people aren't making you an all-star. You're just not getting the attention. People aren't even watching the games. Right. Right. Um, And so now she's on a team (laughs) that is going to compete. And I think, uh, it could be a kind of rising waters, let's all boats sort of thing where her mm-hmm. play will improve when she's got better players, know, exactly. better players around her. Yeah. Um, even things like pick and roll numbers can improve when you are picking and rolling <laughs> to better players with actual, right? actual good bigs. <laughs> True. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I'm really hopeful that this will be a great, you know, just because the team is better, she's got better talent around her. It'll also be it'll be a showcase of her skills rather than kind of a diminishing of her of her skills compared to the the, the new talent on the team. And so that's why I had her high thinking thinking into the next year. She's been so good. This is this is her time to show it off when people are actually going to start watching the. Future. Yeah, you just reminded me that she was not selected as an all star last year, and I thought that was ludicrous. Uh, she definitely yeah. Yeah, that's part of how she gets into that underrated category because she just doesn't get selected for a lot of these things when it's just been put in an incredible work. Great. MJ, how you feeling? Kelsey, uh, I will I will say I I agree with everything you said. And <laughs> I had her on my uh fantasy team last season and I forgot how many people went down, uh, but she was the reason why I was like in a lot of games or would win some games. And of course it's my team, but my question I want to pose is cause you, you said uh, she's like a Rike, but you mean that in the sense of like on the floor or just as far as no, just some of the same weaknesses, right? The, okay. like the defense, the, the other, other stuff aside from the story, yeah. she doesn't get as much grief over it. Uh, but it's she's not a good defender or or rebounder, and part of that is is her build. She's she's five eight. She's really really slim. She's, yeah, she's kind of skinny. Uh, she's it, also been part of a terrible defense. So true, true, yeah, very true. That, <laughs> that, that kind of exacerbates. And you can't really hide it all in a yep <laughs> team defensive system that's not working. Exactly, and and that's kind of what I was going to get to. Like, okay, so with the new additions, could she kind of? lean over to the steady side a bit because she hasn't been just like well if she if the, if uh, christy side a lot is going to depend on the coach too uh yeah. how, how they decide to use her uh, this does not look like a super defensive good backcourt to me 
nah. just just looking at them. But that's okay. Like if if you could just like herd them <laughs> into yeah. Boston. <laughs> yeah. And that's you know, what I was gonna say. Run, if you could just like, yeah, it really run. helps to have a good big that can clean up messes. But yeah. I, I think Galia is gonna have to clean up quite a few messes this year. Okay. So I mean, but yeah, other than that, I mean, she was the lifeblood of the offense pretty much because sure. it was coming from nowhere else <laughs> until she got going. And um, I don't know. I just I, I'm interested to see with Erica and Grace and Aaliyah, like what happens if it becomes more of like a of a, a, um, what they call it, a well-oiled machine or, you know, they just become more fluid and it becomes more of a system. And it's not just everything through her and how she responds. I think I, I might have said that in the earlier part. Some maybe I forget when, but I know I, I'm always saying volume because she was like basically the best player on the worst team. Like, One thing I hope uh, that like this is a thing that Christie sides could really screw up. They need to keep running. Yeah, they really need to keep running, and that is a big part of her offense. Is those transition buckets for yeah. her? Um, slow get slowed down to half court, then you're not really operating to her strengths or any of their strengths. I think it's a small. It's kind of a small guard unit, right? They need to run. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, now, here here is the here is the number one underrated player. Also should have made the All Star team this past season. Uh, did not. Number eighteen, we have Alicia Gray. I had her at nineteenth. So did Becky and uh, MJ. You had her at seventeenth. Wow, great minds. We all kind of relatively think alike. Um, uh, Sixteen points per seventy five, which is only forty eighth. Uh, but she is. Uh, a lot of interesting, like like things, kind of going for her uh, offensively. Uh, very efficient. One point zero eight points per possession on spot ups, which is eighty first percentile. Thirty eight point four three point percentage over the last four seasons on around six attempts a game. Overall offense was over a point a game. One point zero zero four, which is eighty sixth percentile. Eighty uh, second in tr- in transition. Eighty first in the half court. She's good in both. Twenty percent of her possessions, pretty high number, come in transition. Uh, and she's moving from a team that was one of the slower ones in Dallas to the fastest one in Atlanta. Uh, uh, Tanisha had them running quite a bit. 30% of her shots come at the rim. She is another player that that goes and gets to the rim. Uh, really solid defender, uh, if not all defense, you know, uh, not far from it, I would say. Uh, can even like block a few shots uh, uh, uses her size pretty well. Um, negatives for her are basically uh, not the volume score that a lot of other players on this list are. Uh, I don't think passing is a, a particular strength for her only average in the pick and roll last year. The last year was the first year that she really got involved in doing pick and roll. So I would say that was an improvement in itself that she was able to take on those possessions. Um, and then the off ball stuff, this is where she doesn't, where she could really make up for the volume in the half court is to generate more off ball offense through ball movement, those cuts, the handoffs, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, she tends to tend to be a little static in the half court and just uh, stand still, take her position um, with her shot, that kind of makes sense. I understand it. But at the same time, uh, if you want her to pick up more scoring, that's that's where it would have to come. 
Uh, not really a defensive playmaker is the other thing is uh, she's kind of low on steals for for a wing, but still a pretty solid defender. She's very, very solid. I think she is is the most underrated player, although she's starting to get enough attention for being underrated. That is <laughs> that's probably not as uh, not as quite as underrated as she used to be. Also, she was involved in a big trade, so I think she has some people's attention. Uh, I like her on this Atlanta team, especially if they just keep continuing to run, run, run. Having a running mate like Ryan Howard, who also likes to run, run, run. Um, and I think if she's going to pick up more offense here, this is golden opportunity for that. We're going to get to see a lot of what Alicia Gray can do this year, I feel. And I know you love her, MJ, so I'll let you go first. <laughs> I knew you was coming my way. Um, yeah. Yes, I love Alicia Gray, and I think that because of what I've seen in Dallas, and I'm not sure how she's going to look with this team, but I cannot wait to see with all of the pieces that they have around her now. I don't know if it's going to diminish her game or if she'll, I don't know, I guess my favorite word today is steady. If she'll become one of those steady players that could fit in with any, you know, any assortment of players, as long as they're not... Uh, like super volume. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think uh well, I won't say that about Ryan because she uh she kinda had to do that last year. But I I wanna see if with Alicia being there, does things become a little bit more like organized on the floor instead of just being haywire? Do, do, does she bring them another dynamic? Because I think that's what she's capable of. Like we've seen it uh when it she brings a lot of what they were missing. Yeah, uh, they needed the, those wing shooters, and they just didn't have them. And that's, that's yeah. really where the offense died. And they were in a lot of game situations where, if uh, Ryan Howard couldn't like bail them out, they would just nobody. Kinda, nobody could. Yeah, then nobody. They were could. getting shots anywhere. Exactly, and I, I watched them kind of deflate in a few games because of that when they were uh, trying to make it into the playoffs. But I think she provides that for them. Like she gives them the the playoff look in a sense like the ha- the like a half court kind of feel at least anyway i want to see it first before i really just say okay they can play transition they can play fast okay now when the game slows down and it's time to play a uh, playoff ball or just it's time to close does alicia gray is that what her strength is like will she be able to showcase her talent and what she did for dallas her ability to slow things down and, and kind of organize things, find the right players here and there, and just apply herself when necessary with this team. So I'm very high on her, and I think that Atlanta also will be a surprise, so somewhat of a surprise team. I mean, they kind of surprised us this year until everybody started falling apart, but um, I think she will help them get into the playoffs. So I'm saying it now. What's today? April 17th. Atlanta will be in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> and it will be because of Alicia Gray as well. So, yeah, I'm All looking right. forward. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, Becky, give us your thoughts on Alicia Gray. Love Alicia Gray. Love gold medalish. Gold medalish. Very excited about the move to Atlanta. I really, it just never felt like Dallas decided what they wanted to do with Alicia on the court. It just, you know, 2020, 2021, she was on and off the bench in and out of the starting rotation. She was a steady starter all throughout 2022, but it felt like she was, it felt like it was often, she was an afterthought in their offensive scheming and what their plans were to do. Um, 
And even with being an afterthought, really showed out a lot. She shot 40% from three last year, which is very impressive. Um, And so I think if Atlanta (laughs) knows what's good, they will not make her an afterthought and put her as like a... uh, uh, Mm-hmm. a feature in their system and she'll be really able to show more of what she can do um because i just well, they, they are she never her. seemed to fit fit with dallas somehow i don't know yeah. it never felt it never felt like they were ready i, I think they, yeah, it feels like that about a, like a, a lot of players but yeah you're right yeah uh, definitely uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah dallas planner... has that problem often with players mm-hmm. where they get them and then they're like no, we're actually just going to give uh, Arike the ball and have her do something. Right. Um, so um, I'm hoping that's better for Dallas on their side, but I'm really glad Alicia's out and uh, can you know be spotlighted on the dream. Yeah, and that might be that might be the PTSD I have too, Becky, because uh, you know me saying that will they allow her to and will they let this you know and I just got to see it because I'm just used to seeing her in Dallas and like you said they. They treat they did treat her like an afterthought, but she was like, "Really? Okay, here you go." And and she always showed up when she needed to, and when she had the opportunity. So I just want to see if Atlanta is going to allow her to do that, especially with Ryan Howard being over there and whatnot. So yeah, hopefully she's uh, she's another on my steady list. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on up, uh, number seventeenth, we have Brianna Jones, uh, who I had at hey. hey. Um, Becky had at 16th and you had, uh, MJ, you had her at 18th. I had her so up high on the list before mm-hmm. <laughs> as the a list lot of players jumping made. in ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Then I had to pay my respects. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, here, here, the positives, I will just list these in numbers because they are bonkers numbers. Uh, 18th in points for 75 fifth in true shooting. Uh, 94th in uh, overall offense, uh, 94th percentile in points for possession, uh, 85th percentile in post-ups. Um, she was over 1.2 possessions uh, points for possession in cuts, 1.174 as a pick-and-roll roller, 1.113. Anything over a point per possession is freaking great. If you're at like 1.1, you're doing fabulous. Uh, 5.2 free throw attempts per 75, that's 16th. 4.2 offensive rebounds. Uh, that's fourth 1.8 steals that's 18th she has very active hands um weirdly blocks and defensive rebounds are are like really mediocre for her i think the defensive rebounding thing is has more to do with being on the same team as uh junkwell jones uh, and Alyssa thomas who are both really good defensive rebounders i think with jj gone uh we'll we'll see that uh, those numbers boost up she does not block shots she has never never blocked shots uh, she's 6'3", which for a center is uh, kind of undersized in the WNBA. And she's got short arms. Um, uh, weaknesses. Uh, you could just tell, like, from those positives, right? She's, she's, you put, you get her within five feet of the, the basket, and she's great. Um, and she's really, really strong. That helps her at both ends of the court. Uh, the weaknesses are uh, outside of that five feet, uh, not so effective. Her true shooting percentage on jump shots 28.8 percent true shooting terrible completely ineffective away from the rim not a great passer it's a kind of a black hole if you if you get it into her um i talked about the defensive rebounding block shots uh and then like some matchups can very little mobility on defense 
also limited verticality doesn't really jump very high um and that that takes her out of some matchups there's just some things where she's just not going to be able to contest she can't get out and and guard players uh out in the mid-range or on the perimeter and she's going to be undersized against some other ones uh which which makes it really hard to keep her out on the floor but offensively you get her in the post uh and and you're you're happy with that um yeah, Brianna Jones. She is really, really good. She has some stark weaknesses, but uh, I, I would say she's one of the better centers uh, currently in the WNBA. One of the best ones. Uh, Becky, how you feel about Brianna? I think to best sum up how I feel about her is when you said she was six three. I was like, that can't be right. And in it, my right? head, she's at least six five. That's because, what I thought. <laughs> like I'm shocked by this. I'm looking at the number on the website. I'm like this seems so incorrect. <laughs> because she is such a dominant post right. player. She does everything you want your post player to do in those right around the rim. She does everything so well. Great offensive rebounder. Great with the putbacks. Just such a solid force down there that it's shocking that she's that short. Um, six three that short. <laughs> um, and I'm very excited for her. Obviously, she had the 2020 season without John Quell Jones, but she's she improved that season. She's been improving each season, and she deserves has deserved to be a starting center on a team. Um, and so I think she's going to really just be able to show again everything she can do. Uh, yeah, you know, like there are some players who you take away a really good player like John Quell Jones. Uh, we talk about it with Brianna Stewart, and you know. Uh, a really good player that moves on, a Courtney Vandersloot away from Chicago. How is that going to affect teams? And then you got like a player like Brianna Jones. She's just not going to care. <laughs> she's she's what she does. She does within her space on the floor, and she does it so well that it doesn't really matter what else is going around her. You just have to be able to get the ball into her somehow. And uh, she's she's really good when when she gets the ball. Like you can't really do much much to stop her. Yeah, you know she's just. The superstar leaving her team just means she has more minutes to yep. develop into a superstar herself. So, yeah. very true. MJ, do you remember uh, when we were we had the pod about the uh, like what was going on with John Quill Jones and mm-hmm. her being frustrated and whatnot? And I said, well, Brianna is like filling in offensively. Mm-hmm. I just feel like her without John Quill, and I know. You did highlight like she doesn't rebound and whatnot, and it might come from playing with John Quill, but it it might not because if she sees Brittany Griner, ooh wee, um, that's gonna be a tough matchup for her. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Like, with like that. it is for everybody. Yeah, yes. who is it in a touch bet? Yeah. Very true. Like good luck with that. But as far as just all of the offensive tools, like she really looked like. And I looked up some numbers. Uh, I forgot, but she's tops in a lot of stuff. Uh. <laughs> Or like two or three uh, subjects, like league wide, for last season. I think yep. it, I, I'm not sure if it was true shooting. It was it's something to that extent. But well, I got the tab on on the the spreadsheets <laughs> and everything that I sent you guys. And there's a thing called per 75 data, and you just yeah. look over, you highlight her, and you look at all the green for all the good stuff. Yeah, that she has. Yeah, and it's and it's a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this season from her without John Quill and with uh with them hopefully uh setting up the offense around her and i know Alyssa's there and whatnot now um 
So we'll see. We'll see how they operate without John Quill. But I think she will be featured heavily uh, this year. I think that's part of why uh, John Quill left, because she was like, well, you guys are starting to like really look towards Brianna. So let me go and get out of here. You why know, would anyone want to leave Connecticut otherwise? Yeah. And I and I, I think that's the only reason why, because John Quill is potentially a uh you uh probably a long shot uh, going up against like Aja and Brianna for uh MVP, but she can be that good, you know. She's been there. So yeah, that's gotta be the reason why. Cause they it just looked like they were going to Brianna. And and she I, was showing it's very too. like there's a lot of theories that are yeah. going around about why JJ left. I hope she writes a book at some point because she's a she's got like a really cool backstory. Uh, two, she's just very she's very outspoken. Uh, she and and very pointed in her criticisms uh, mm-hmm. that come with the way that she's been marketed and uh, her status as an LGBT player. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, like uh, like when she tweets, sometimes it's just like you know. It's like that, that that little commercial where everybody perks their head up because uh, you, you kind of have to because she's making a really, really good point. I hope she writes a book. That's uh, uh, just it'd be very, very cool to read. And then we can find out the true dirt, why she left Connecticut. Um, anyway, uh, moving on up. Uh, number 16th. Uh, this I, I this struck me as as really kind of low, uh, but it is. Jewel Lloyd of the Seattle storm at number 16. Now she did have a down year last year, uh, but uh, she is uh, an elite score, 20.2 points per 75 over the past two years. It's 18th. Um, wait, I'm looking at the wrong thing. 21.3. That's even better. 11th um, kind of middling efficiency and her career true shooting percentage is not great. 539. But she draws fouls. She's a great free throw shooter, 88%. Uh, 36% uh, career three-point shooter on four attempts a game. Uh, she had an off year. There are many things you can kind of point to as to maybe why it affected her, also affected her points per possession a bit from what her normal thing is. But what it comes down to is when you, when you look at everything, her two-point percentage, 40 points below her career average. Uh, I, I, even, even with everything that's going on, uh, this team is not going to be that great as is the way that has been. I cannot see that sticking. I just, I had to talk myself a little bit into Jewel Lloyd and I kind of wound up doing that. And part of that is just that, that number seems it's, it's so specific. Her three point shooting was fine. It's just that two point shooting. Could have been nursing an injury, for all we know. I haven't heard anything, uh, but I also haven't seen her playing anywhere. Uh, Maybe something that she's just taking care of. And then on top of that, despite that, I should say, her overall offense, 9.2 or 0.927 points per possession, still 67th percentile, still pretty good. And then you you take in everything else, um, the other side of the ball. She is one of the best... Uh, perimeter defenders in the league or, you know, up, up there really good. Uh, yeah, she's just, she, she's an elite scorer. I think for the longest time, she's uh, made several, you know, a few, uh, all WNBA teams because of her two-way game. I would probably consider her to be the best two-way player in the league. If I had to, if I had to name somebody two-way perimeter player, um, their downsides, 
part of it is the whole team context thing is changing. We'll be she's not going to be playing with Brianna Stewart. The last time she didn't play with Brianna Stewart, 2019, that was her worst season by an easy stretch. Um, part of that may have been due to the fact that she got injured in the middle of the season. And in fact, like uh, at a game that I was at, uh, she got injured against the Aces on a breakaway. Uh, and just like collapsed to the floor. And then she missed uh, however much she missed. Like, I think it was a couple weeks or whatever. Uh, and then she had to come back from that. So that may have been part of it. Um, but yeah, no Brianna had her worst career season. Uh, I, I'm going to guess it's not a coincidence. And she has a very specific weakness and it has been historical throughout her career. She's not a great pick and roll player. It's just not her thing. Uh, she was like a 42nd percentile last season. It's usually been very mediocre. Uh, and she's probably going to have to do a lot of that. I don't see who's picking up the slack for pick and roll on this Seattle team this year. Not Kia Nurse. It has uh, to be Jade, Newell. Jade <laughs> Melbourne is going to be, <laughs> looks like she's going to be the starting point guard. I don't know how that's going to work. Jade Melbourne's 19 years old. Uh, I don't know who's really who's going to be starting or who's going to be, who's going to be doing the ball handling unless they make a trade or something. But I have a feeling they're they're going to be uh, tanking for Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I like that snap. <laughs> it feels like it. Um, and and they had a they had a good enough twenty twenty two record that that's that's not necessarily going to have a high percentage of chance of getting her either. But in any case, yeah, no true point guard on the roster that really worries me. No more Brianna Stewart that worries me too. Uh, I'm going to start with Becky because Becky, you had her lower, well lower than uh, either of us. Uh, I had her all the way up at, and this may be too high, but uh, I kind of, like I said, I talked myself into her and I'm like, remembered, yeah, she's a, she was a doll WNBA player several times. So I had her at 13th. Um, you had her at 21st and uh, MJ, you had her at 15th. So uh, let Becky start. What like what really turns you off? Is it the changes and plus the off year, or do you feel like there's something more at work? Yeah, it is exactly that. It is the off year last year, um, combined with Seattle uh, not currently having very many players on their roster right now and losing a lot of talent around her, and. I would like for my ranking to be wrong because I very much like Jewel Lloyd. I just um, was, you know, disappointed in her play last year. I felt like the shot selection, maybe just the shots that she used to hit weren't hitting, so the shot selection didn't look very good. There were times when she used games that historically it seemed like she would be able to take over where she would try to take over and, like, couldn't, like, couldn't be that player. And so to come off an off season and then have a particularly difficult roster to work with is just two things piled on top of each other. Um, Makes sense. But she's, you know, right. Like two, three years ago, she was a potential MVP candidate. So mm-hmm. she could very, very well bounce back. Um, yeah. But I, was, I guess I was hedging my bets a little bit. I got wood. Yeah. I think she's, I, I think she hasn't played overseas. I think she's just been kind of taking it easy. Uh, this offseason. I haven't heard anything about her playing overseas. Oh, I saw her at a DePaul game. 
There you go. Yeah, she's been hanging around Chicago. There you go. (laughs) I was very, we were actually, we went to the bar afterwards and she was at the table next to us. And like, I just don't like bothering players, but I was just sitting there the whole time. Like, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't stare, don't stare. (laughs) Um, I've only met two out in the wild. And and both times it was just like, you know, great game. Good luck in the playoffs. Bye. (laughs) And I'm out. I have a hard time, such a hard time talking. I've met the Vanderquigs multiple times and have had two very good experiences with them in the same pizza shop, but we won't, we don't have to get into that today. Nice. Yeah. This is nice. <laughs> Story time think, with Becky. I think, I think I'd like to meet Stephanie Dolson in a pizza shop. Just to, I just did to at a, um, Okay, very short. My very short Stephanie Dolson story is that I did like a long like signature line. That's right. And I went, oh, did I tell you about this? That you Steph got distracted. And you did nothing, nothing got signed. Nothing got signed because I was talking to her about cheese. It was like, it was great. Her <laughs> <laughs> and Allie. Yeah. I want to talk to Stephanie about Fig Newtons since that's her thing. I love yeah. Fig Newtons. So I'm right there yeah, with her. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, there we go. Nice. Fig Newtons, if you're listening, we'll sponsor. Sponsor. Tracks. We love the real, real quick. Tag them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring Stephanie Dolson on. We'll we'll have a Fig Newton episode just for you guys. Uh, so um, MJ, what do you think about Jewel Lloyd? Well, I placed her so high because I think it, the onus is on her. She has to do whatever she has to do. She's going to have a training camp. They're going to be able to uh, like set up the offense around her because she was more of a like get her own kind of get it you know when the going gets going type of player and she she did show up in some big well i i guess she showed up a little bit against the aces um you know to help brianna try to knock them off but uh <clears throat> i think it's just her time and we're talking about like her being in the pick and roll actions and whatnot you know i i uh referenced it earlier and you just really honed in on it now that she's not really good at it but she's just got to get good at it like hopefully that's something she's been working on this summer and and can bring that or or add that to her arsenal because yeah. it's her team now so yeah, like, yeah i think you're right I yeah, think she, that's that's a re- that that really is is what it comes down to i have a yeah. feeling she's going to score a boatload of points because yeah. there's just going to be the offense is going to revolve. It's it's the efficiency that that worries me. Right. But I have a feeling she's going to be like putting up twenty plus points, and just because she's she's the offense, her and and Ezzy and yep. everybody else is going to have to revolve around that. Yep. And yeah. that, I mean, that's really just, just that's pretty much my addition to the to the you know my Ezzy story. Like it's on those two now. It's like there's no one else in you guys' way. So. Figure it out. Step up. Do what you got to do. Uh, work on what you need to work on right now, knowing that you're going to go into this season like, okay, well, I don't have Sue. I don't have Rihanna on my left. Like, okay, they're mi- oh, they're gone. So, all right, let me take the reins, like, and take that responsibility. Hold yourself accountable and prepare. That's it. And I think she's capable of it, which is why I had her up so high. Um, she's she has been a part of that team, uh, winning. And just that culture and having those winners around her, uh, Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird. And, you know, so she should she should know what she has to do Mm -hmm. is really. I mean, that's not to say that Seattle is just going to have a great record and, you know, is going to work out like that. But (laughs) yeah, but, you know, and that and that it will work out. But she could at least try to produce like you were saying, like 
hopefully not a volume season, but at least be efficient and work your way towards, okay, I have to get my teammates going. I have to get the offense going. I have to get everything. I have to set the tone, you know, instead of being just a cog. Cause she was pretty, that's pretty much what she's been. And, yep. and that's why I always said, I don't know what, um, like, see what what identity Seattle want to have. Like, do they want to let Brianna do her thing, or is Jewel just gonna like, you know, check in here and there and here and there, and then just like, oh, okay, well, Jewel's taking the reins for today, so let's let like, no, now it's on you. So let's in the let's defense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, moving on up, number fifteen, another player who's gonna have to go through some adjustments this season. It's uh, one of Becky's favorites. It's Kalia Copper. Hey. Uh, I had her at 17th. Uh, Becky had her all the way up at 11th. Uh, and MJ, you had her at 16th. She finishes 15th on this list. She's actually tied. They're tied for 14th uh, with number 14. But uh, number 14 finished ahead of her on my ballot and MJ's ballot. That was the tiebreaker. All right. Uh, positives. Uh, Kalia Copper is a scorer. Uh, 19.2 points for 75 over the last two seasons. 26th. Um, 21st in free throw attempts per 75. A 561 true shooting percentage, which is quite good. 78th percentile in 2022 in overall offense. Uh, nearly a quarter of her possessions in transition. 3.9 transition possessions per game. Second only to Arike. Scored a nice 1.13 three, eight points per possession in transition. She's a very, very good transition player. 74th percentile. Uh, there was only one player I would mark as better, but we're not going to talk about her today. We'll talk about her next week. Um, she takes 40% of her shots at the rim, which is bonkers. Uh, and she is an outstanding defender. Uh, uh, she is, um, she especially when she like really bears down the way James Wade runs that defense is that they kind of rope it up you a little bit and they 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 start off playing they'll they'll start off playing not as aggressive but very well and then they get aggressive at the end and like when that happens she's a terror her and Rebecca Gardner out there is is not fun for opposing teams uh not this isn't a weakness per se, but when you're talking among elite players her three point shot is just kind of average 34.4% over her career um, she's only 53rd percentile on spot ups, which kind of tracks with that and 58th percentile on jump shots overall, uh, has not had any success yet in the pick and roll. Uh, she was only 48th percentile last season and that was a high point basically for her. Um, uh, and then we get into the, the kind of team that it's changing. Things are changing like they are in Seattle, not quite as bad. Uh, you get Marina Mabry, who is a lot better than anybody Joel Lloyd is getting as a teammate. Uh, you're getting Courtney Williams. You're getting uh, some decent bigs in in Isabel Harrison and Elizabeth Williams. But I feel like Kalia Copper is going to need to start picking up more of the offense than she has been doing. She's basically been a finisher. Uh, if you look at like what her all her possessions are, is the transition spot ups and then pick and roll is is a distant third i think she's going to need to pick up some of that ball handling in in the half court uh i would not want to to leave it all in the hands of courtney williams and marina mabry 
so this is another player I think it just has to kind of change what she's what she's doing a little bit, and we'll have to see how that works out. Um, otherwise, just yeah, great player, uh, good score, great finisher, great defender. Uh, it's just now it's it's time to expand about that and become more well-rounded. Do you, is do you think do you agree with me on that, Becky? That she's the best uh, in transition in the league. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> second best. But we'll 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 bring that up again next week. Second best. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. This was a. Uh, this is my hope that she mm-hmm. steps into the role of being the best player on Chicago and knocks it out of the park. She really is one of the best transition and finishers in the league. She is so incredibly athletic, so incredibly fast, um, really efficient for number 30 in true shooting. Very good. Um, And people don't, I feel like people don't talk about her defense. She's a great defender. She's really scrappy. She used to be kind of a defensive specialist on this team before they let her loose more. Mm -hmm. And so this was one where I'm hoping this role is gonna we'll see even we'll see Kalia go unleashed. to heights yes yeah yes it's her it's it's her team now it's chicago yeah. so chicago um, yeah exactly. i just had to stress that that actually sounds like how they would pronounce it too yeah. it's chicago yeah <laughs> please, please go patent that before they take it the bears Hurry up. Oh no, they've already used it. I did make I can't Somebody on Twitter has it, has it. Well, someone on Twitter said they invented it, but in fact, in twenty nineteen, before when I still had my twelve followers as Robococo, they mm. did a t shirt design contest um for the Chicago Sky and one of my shirts was a Chicago shirt. Chicago. I, like nice. it. I was there. I was there earlier. There you there. I just didn't have any followers to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) You got the, you got the receipts. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I I hope so too. She's so much fun to watch and just like though, especially the, when she's in transition and and when she's going up to finish the way she controls her body in the air is not not like anybody else. I don't think the, the way that she creates space for herself, uh, going up. Uh, and get layups. It looks so cool. I really do hope that that uh, she overshoots our predictions here uh, and is able to to establish herself as a big star. She will. Well, tell us, MJ, how you feeling about? It? I anticipate that she will. Kalia. Okay. I have the I have the same type of like perspective that I have for Jewel, but I kind of ex- you know I think she'll be more solid in actually doing the things that she needs to do to get this team going. Cause it's, you know, she's coming again from being a champion, being around champions, being around great professionals, Candace, Emma, and you know, it's her team and I'm, I'm high on her. I think she's pretty good. So I'm just looking forward to see what happens. Like it's going to be fun to watch like her and uh, <clears throat> Jewel and, you know, see, see the next step in their evolution by themselves after playing with, with greats like that. And I, I really think she's going to show up, especially I don't, uh, Becky, you know, if she's playing overseas right now too. Again? I believe she is. I think I've, I've heard her name overseas. I don't remember. Yeah, so, I oh. thought she wasn't. I am. Oh no, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. No, she took it off because she was feeling, she was kind of like, 
past two playoff runs have okay, good. taken it out of her. Yeah, that's, so that's, this is like this is another that's another plus is that I think that she's yeah. gonna be much more rested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she and, she talked about kind of being exhausted because she this season after doing the Sky playoff run, and then she got did she get like MVP overseas, and then yeah. came back mm-hmm. late into the Chicago Sky season and yep. and just was did not have any yeah, time to like rest. stunk it up a little bit. And some uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she stunk it up, but she was. It was kind of like a slow start. Yeah, to describe it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She said she was. She started a little slow, and then and then picked it up as as it went along. But uh, yeah, Kalia Copper is a good player. There's no doubt. Yeah, so. definitely. All right, uh, moving on up to another good player. Uh, I know Becky takes issue with with this player ranking ahead of Kalia. Uh, number fourteenth from the Las Vegas Aces is Jackie Young. I had her one spot ahead of Kalia as well, sixteenth on my list. Um, Becky, you had her down at do 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 do. Yeah, you know what? You actually had her ranked higher. I had higher Jackie than Young I higher than you do. So. You did. I, I had her the least high. So, so yeah, why do you hate Jackie Young so much, Snap? I know. What's Defend the deal? yourself. What's the deal? I just cry into her jersey, her signed jersey, every night. Um, but yeah, she's 14th on your both both of your lists. Uh, it was just it was literally I was like surprised it was that low for me, and I was just looking uh, at the players ahead of her, and I was like. Yeah, damn, it's, it's it's rough. Uh positives are basically she is super de duper efficient. Uh her points per possession 97 wait, no, where is it? I'm looking at the wrong thing. Uh uh 90th percentile points per possession. Uh on catch and shoot jumpers um 97th percentile not just not just the three point shooting. She she got squared up. She was doing great. Eighty uh, fourth percentile on dribble jumpers. Even when she wasn't squared up, she did pretty well. Uh, of course, uh, she she famously shot forty three percent in twenty twenty two, well above what she has ever done. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but she's really strong. Like across the board. She is a very, very good transition player. Like a lot of these players we talk about, a lot of these guards, uh, 19% of her possessions in transition. She's 79th percentile uh, in, in uh, efficiency on that. Um, she is a 580 true, true shooting percentage just because of the getting to the rim and all of a sudden developing a huge uh, three point shot over the past two seasons that uh, just, yeah, pick and roll. Uh, she is 86th percentile when you include passes. She is very, very efficient in that regard too. Just able to, part of that is also she's on a great offensive team. So that, those those pick and roll numbers are going to be high because you have Asia and and Kelsey and other people finishing for you when you make passes off of that. But even when she had to take a shot, she, she did pretty well. Uh, solid plus defender. Uh, I would give Kalia the edge uh, among these two on defense, uh, giving it some thought. Um, she's an wor- incredible workhorse, 33 minutes a game, which third in the league last year. Um, negatives such as they are is she's not the volume scorer that a lot of these players are. Part of that is because of the team that she's on. She's surrounded by offensive threats. Uh, just she's content to to hang back and let everybody else do the scoring. Uh, I would say that she does a lot of things well. Rebounding, passing, um, uh, but what she does exceptional is basically efficiency related uh, as she is very good. Uh, no, very few turnovers, doesn't commit a lot of personal fouls, that kind of thing. All these things a little over 
all over the place add up. So she's one of those players who I think could be um, unappreciated because the things that she does well are not like the things that are super flashy and stand out. The three-point percentage is well beyond anything she's ever done. Uh, to what extent she'll be able to, to sustain it, I don't know. She seems very confident in it. The thing that she said she was got, she wanted to work on this offseason was her release time. So she wants to take more of them, if anything else. Um, and even if she falls to like 38%, 36%, or whatever, still really damn good. Uh, uh, and then how will her minutes and usage be affected on the super team? Now we got Candace coming in. How does that impact uh, the number of shots that she gets to take? Uh, can have Elisa, uh, the her first good backup ever in Alicia Clark. So I assuming I assume her minutes will go, go down to some degree. Um, yeah, uh, that's 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 the only quibbles I have for 2023. Jackie has basically added pieces every single year. She gets better every single year. Um, the tentativeness during the the playoffs uh she even improved on that but it's still kind of there i wouldn't say that she is a dynamic playoff performer just yet and i know that's why that you have kalia copper ahead of her becky um yeah jackie is one of my favorite players i'm really surprised that she she was all the way down at 16th i thought she'd be a lot higher and then i just started stacking up players i'm like yeah this player's really good this player's really good i don't know what to do um that's it uh mj tell me how you feeling about jackie young is it too much to say um that i look at her as like kelsey plum two is that too much is that a bit much yeah they're they're really different um i think jackie kind of fits in where she needs to fit in with chelsea and kelsey on the team I think if she if one of them wasn't there and and she was like okay I got to be more of a pick and roll player she would do it she would she would take up that ball handling role she wouldn't be as good as those two because they're two of the best in the game because yeah, I feel alert. like I feel like when Kelsey's on Jackie's just you know she's around when when Jackie's on at least this season Kelsey's just you know she might be slumping a little bit and it's like they kind of alternate that's why I say that. Sometimes I've seen her just like go around, like just like wait to do things uh, when everybody else is cooking, and then she'll just jump in and like get and go crazy. No, no, she'll just jump in, get a key rebound, get a tap, do whatever, and then you like really, really notice her because she's like darting around and just like finding all the little holes wherever it can find, and then getting it to getting it out back to them. And if they're if Chelsea's just like making stupid, crazy shots, <laughs> Jackie isn't going to like start taking those possessions away from her. Right. She's just going to be like, yeah, here you go here. I got a rebound here. Dope. I pass right. it out to you. Go for it. She's really, she does not need the ball in her hands, which is kind of like a strength on a really good team. She's not, uh, doesn't have that ego, um, but it would be interesting to see her as like the primary uh, score perimeter player on a team and to see how much of it still how much of it carries over if she had wanted to up her usage a bit which i think, I, I think I, we'll see someday at some point we'll we'll see it i think i just have a lot of uh big playoff plays from her in my head still replaying when i'm thinking about her so yeah maybe i got her maybe i'm considering her a little bit too high but she's she really lit it up this past year and i want to see i don't think uh all the new the people incoming are going to affect her at all 
Yeah, I don't think I, I think anything. her efficiency is going to be fine. She's going to be like, yeah, this is this is great. This is even better for me. I'm yeah. Old, uh, I'll find ways to fit in with all of these other people, but it's just like how much, how much usage now you're divvying up the ball even more. Cause yeah, Candace is going to get her shots and all that. Um, and, and Candace has even just said, uh, yeah, it's, it's not about that for me. Uh, she, Candace has yep. just said, I want to fit in. I'll, I'll get rebounds and, and, uh, initiate for everybody else, you know, get the ball to everybody. Else. And I'll get a locker room. <laughs> and I'll get a locker for the first time. First time in her career, she's going to get a locker. How about that? Yeah. What What but, the hell are they doing in those locker rooms? How come the reporters aren't reporting on that? Where are the lockers? Where are her lo- Where are the lockers? We need a Becky rant. That was the That was the locker room reporting that I needed. Where if I didn't know there were no lockers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I I think Candace being there is Candace is probably going to look out for her. Like, yeah, I'm going to set you up to get going. Yeah, so could be. I don't, yeah, oh, right, right. I don't like the way the way she took Kalia under her wing. Maybe Jackie's next. Yeah, yeah, and and the way Rebecca got unleashed too. Uh, with yeah. Candace there, I just think Candace waking, awakened. She's talking talking to her on the sidelines the whole yeah. time, <laughs> and she she awakens something in players. Yeah. And I think you know with what they already have with the system they already running, and you bring Candace over there, you got your champagne say, bottles ready. You Jackie, might as well age them. <laughs> when you look at Jackie, like during the game, uh, she she does do a lot of that. You hear there was the famous mic'd up moment where Asia was. You just got to shoot it. That's what they pay us to do. She was telling Jackie because she hesitated on a three. Yeah, she's like, shoot it, just shoot it. What's the worst that can happen? This is what they're paying us to do. Just shoot the ball. Right. And somebody made a T-shirt of that. <laughs> but if you look at her on the sidelines, like Kelsey is always talking to her, and Chelsea are, is talking to her. Uh, I think I think Kelsey Kelsey Jackie Bat. Uh, butt pats maybe a stat worth keeping because it seems to happen all the time like kelsey is like always in her ear just like like giving her telling her things and i think just like urging you know getting confidence out of it that's the thing that that's a thing that kelsey does generally anyway too she's very talkative to her teammates but anyway uh becky how you feeling about jackie young i feel fine okay i think you said a bunch (laughs) um yeah, I don't I didn't really factor too much in the other players joining the team in terms of diminishing her because as you said, she she fits in where she needs. Um I've mentioned this before, I have I have some concerns about whether or not those shooting numbers shooting. are gonna stay where they are. because um, they really just went they skyrocketed. <laughs> I, I I don't see her going back to the way it was before. Yeah, but I do, but yeah, like 40, yeah, it's middle. a lot. 43% <laughs> is, is a lot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, like I said, um, like you mentioned, we, I would like to see her do it and perform the way she performs in the regular season in the playoffs. That's she fair. was better in the playoffs this year, but it's a, you know, playoffs mm-hmm. up the level of play. And I want her, want to see her do that this year. And I'm, I'm guessing she'll have a chance to once again. <laughs> be in the playoffs uh yeah it seems that way might make it (laughs) they might make it we'll see (laughs) can see them as an eighth seed seventh seed something like that yeah they might might squeak in there yeah (laughs) all right uh i think we're going to cut this off here because number 13 is closer to number 12 uh and and number 11 and number 10 now that i'm looking at points uh than they are to number uh 14 so we'll make this the the dividing point and we'll do the top 13 next week um and that's been it. This has been the first half of our top 25. 
uh, players for 2023. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope we gave you some stuff to think about and discuss or yell at us about or, you know, it's just wrong. However you're feeling, let us know. Uh, sixth pod of the year. Uh, sixth, I think. Yeah, sixth pod. Yeah. Uh, sixth TH pod of the year on Twitter. <laughs> Snap yeah. Wilson. We should, <laughs> we should point out for our previous haters that we, we did not put Lou Lopez, Seneschal, or Ty Harris on this list. We did not. The top point 25, and I know... Um, yeah, no, no. Yeah, we'll, we, we will t- we'll mention at some point, like, when we talk about uh, who's going to make rosters, uh, which players are not good shooters, so, like, uh, South Carolina fans can come after us or something. <laughs> oh, roll. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, y'all are great. Love you, Gamecock fans. Go, Cox. Um, this has been it for six podcasts of the year. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with the top 13 players in WWN, WNBA for 2023. And then I think after that, it is roster predictions. And then after that, it is uh, we're going to talk um, do season previews, Western Conference and then Eastern Conference. It's going to be fun. Right. And that get is ready it. for more. Get ready for more. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> get, get ready for Mike's keep them all. Get ready for Fig Newtons. <laughs> hey, sponsor. Sp- sponsor us. I will eat them. Um, yeah, I, I just, you don't even need to pay us money. Just send us Fig Newtons. Just send us right. <laughs> send us a pack, a pack a month. Be pl- be happy with that. Uh, all right. For this is for <laughs> the sixth podcast of the year. I'm Bloopy. Uh, for Robococo, MJ Tolliver, I'm Snap Wilson. Please have a great week. Treat each other well, and we will see you next week. Peace out. Peace out. Goodbye.